and I went home, I cried for an hour, I made myself a frozen pizza and I took a nap and I woke up, got an Uber to my office and the guy was like, how, how are you today? And I was like, I'm great. And then I was like, I was in a car accident this morning and he's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, what? Bada beam, bada boom. How are all of you, whoever you are, wherever you may be, whatever you may be creating? This is another fantastic, fist pumping, celebratory episode of The Entrepreneur Now 101. That's right. And all I can think about is Disney movies and all those. Crazy little silly Dalmatians running around. Oh man, those were the days, right? I think we should all still be able to get together and just watch Disney movies constantly. Definitely something that'll spark your creativity, I think. Some of the most creative things in the world. Today, I've got a treat for all of you men and women, but this is really going to pump you females up. Uh, Brie Seeley is on the show and she left her job of about May of last year and began this project, and it was called the Inspirational Woman Project. And she interviewed over 99 women. She hustled like crazy to do this, launched a Kickstarter, which was successfully funded in October of last year. And she had copies of the first book in hand by January. She's expanding the movement now, going crazy. She came from a background in fashion, and she's now currently working on the second version of this. But going through and doing all these interviews, I could totally relate with her because we've talked to some of the most amazing people in the world, and we've been able to connect, and she's actually sparked some really good ideas for me. Now, you'll notice in this interview, we, we connect, we click like crazy. Uh, we're actually going to be doing some ongoing stuff together. But she's also an author. She's a speaker. Uh, she's the host of the Inspire and Influence podcast on Bubbly Talk Radio, and I mean, super, super, super inspirational. We talk about, like, we get really in-depth about this whole vision thing and, and what you can do with your vision and how powerful it can be. And she's definitely a, a walking, talking model of how powerful it, it is. And she's proving all of this. Now, she has some really cool tips of things that I've never heard, heard as far as vision goes. So if you've heard about my little five-part audio series on how to prioritize your life and dominate your vision. If you go to artsynow.com forward slash vision, Brie will be a part of some of the ideas that I'm going to put out with that series. Uh, if you signed up for that already and you haven't heard anything from me, I do apologize. I was in Thailand for a while. And so it's been coming, but it will come. I am working on it. So I'm just getting pumped back up, trying to catch things up. No excuses. I know, but check that out. Go and listen to Bree's show. You can get all these links if you go to the show notes at artsynow.com forward slash 101. They will be there. And I wouldn't be surprised to see her on in some future episodes. She She's amazing. Like really, really amazing. And I hope that you all enjoy this as much as I did. So without farther ado, if you got to go take that poo-poo, you better do it right now because this interview is starting Maybe you're on the mobile phone and you can take it with you to that old stinky John. I just don't know. 
Come on, everybody, let me hear that B. Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that stickity stinkity riggity diggity B. Yeah. Well, here we go now. Who wants to get a little bit funky out there? Who wants to get a little creative out there, huh? Yeah. Which one of you wants to get a little bit artsy now? Well, then get on with your bad selves, yeah. If your creative little ears hang low, you better wiggity 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 wobble those straight to the front and center. You better stand up, you better fist pump, throw some paint, stitch some britches. Slam out some jams, bleed a little ink onto the piece of paper in front of you, because I got a guest on today whose creativity shines like a pot of gold on the fashion industry, on inspirational women, on anything she can get her influential little hands on. She used to be a fashion designer, but not anymore. She's the founder of the Inspirational Woman Project. She's an author. She's a speaker. And she diddles around with the Inspire and Influence podcast on Bubbly Talk Radio. A skidamarinkity dinkity dink, a skidamarinkity doo. Bree Seely, are the entrepreneur now. What is going on, Bree? Hi, that was possibly the best introduction I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> I get like I get more excited every time to do them. They're just like, I, I, like it's fun now. Like. It, yeah. At first, it was like, what are people going to think? I had one person hang up on me one time. Like, <gasps> no. I don't know what happened. Yeah, she was like a nervous wreck or something. Just just like didn't respond to me ever again. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. But it's okay because like if you're going to be like that, then right. know, what's the point of having you on a podcast? But yeah, Bree, I'm so pumped to have you on. We connected a couple of months ago, and it's been a long time coming. You, you've done a lot of amazing things, and your newest projects are certainly exciting. You were really big into fashion. You were in the fashion industry. You, you've been doing yes. it since, what, you were seven? Is that what you said? Yeah. My grandma taught me how to sew when I was seven. So it kind of like planted the seed in me that <laughs> then led through like middle school and high school. You know, I like designed my own prom dress. I got a bachelor's degree and a master's degree. And now I've had my own business. And yeah. It's, it's funny how everything just connects, isn't it? Yeah. Like one thing after another. Like... So many people that listen to this show and they're always thinking long term, like how would I ever make this much money doing what I love? And it's really not about picturing what you're going to be doing 20 years from now. It's literally about what can you do next to get to that point. And so when I hear people talk about that, you know, since seven years old, it was just, it all started with learning how to stitch. Like that's, that's pretty crazy. I could use you here to stitch up some of my pants (laughs) and I've got like the same clothes since seventh grade and I just, it's, it's, Funny. It's getting pretty bad. Yeah. So yeah, I had people ask me like, "Oh, so in twenty years, are you still going to be doing the same thing?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Like, how? <laughs> you know, had you asked me even a year ago if I would still be a fashion designer in twenty years, I would have said, "Oh yeah, absolutely." Yeah. yeah. And then like a month ago, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not having fun anymore. Like this isn't enjoyable anymore. I need to like hit pause for a little bit and kind of see what else comes my way." Yeah, but, but it's amazing that you can do that, right? That you actually see that you're not trapped in any one course of action. It's like a beauty of being 
in the entrepreneurial spaces, you can make those decisions, but not even, I mean, if you're working for somebody else also, you still have that decision to say, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun anymore. I want to do something different. Yeah. Which is, is a really fun place to be because, you know, you hear so many people that are like, oh, well, I have to do this or I have to do that. And they like, they do put themselves in those boxes and then like, don't see a way out of them. And it's like, well, you could do something else. Yeah. It's like, but, Whoa. you mean you got to exactly. stay there? Like yeah. home improvement style. Yeah. Actually, one of my girlfriends just quit her job yesterday. You are a champion and so is your friend. I even I messaged her and was like, <laughs> you are a rock star. Seriously. I wish this was live and we could like call her in right now. Well, she'll be on my podcast next week. <laughs> yes, yes. So it, uh, I'm, I was a little confused. Is it the Inspire and Influence podcast, right? Or is that just a yeah. segment of Bubbly Talk? So Bubbly Talk Radio is like the the overarching network. So they have like, I think, oh, six I gotcha. podcasts. Yeah. And then so mine is the Inspire and Influence podcast. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, cool. We'll have to tune into that. Actually, if you get me a link to where that will be, I can put it in the show notes as well. Because you cool. all do them live, right? Yes, I've only done one not live, but it was just a scheduling conflict. So awesome. Yep. Well, Bree, I have to ask you, what do you love most about being a woman? For me, it's like this combination of being like absolutely, completely like strong and powerful, but like in the next breath, being completely like soft and vulnerable. Yeah. And sometimes straddling both at the same time. And uh, in in this world that we live in, obviously, I because I grew up with sisters, I grew up with pretty much around all women. My dad, he traveled a lot, so he wasn't at home as much. But like, I've always been a part of that. But now that I live in Kentucky, it's crazy to see how 1940s it can still be in some areas. And mm-hmm. so when you get these like these inspirational female leaders like this, I think that it really has a gigantic, I mean, and I mean dramatic effect on the women that are in these areas that aren't used to being around that kind of like support. Right. And so I think what you're doing is changing the world in a huge way. Thank you. Yeah. And one of my things is too, like, I mean, you look, there have been a ton of really strong, powerful, amazing female leaders in the world, um, but a lot of them have operated like men. And so one of the things that I'm really, really, really passionate about is being a really strong female leader, but in a really feminine way. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I, I guess think you're right. They do. I mean, I can see what you're saying there. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like we're taught to kind of be men, like it, we're not really taught how to be women in the world. And so, um, so I like one of my personal missions is to really get women to connect with that feminine piece of themselves, um, because I think that it can change the world. So, yeah. So you, you grew up, you did a lot of fashion. At what point did you get this, this hinch or, or hunch or whatever you want to call it to, to say bingo, like I want to go and start this inspirational woman project and how did that transcribe? scribe into what it is today because i know you created a coffee table book but that obviously was just a product of all the amazing interviewing and networking you were doing with these women that are out there so can you kind of take us through that process um, and how it evolved over this period of time 
Yeah. So actually, um, it the Inspirational Woman Project is about to have its birthday. Yeah. Um, but its first birthday. <laughs> Can we have um, a birthday cake? It's actually Can we share so a Skype cake. It is really funny that I I orish, originally launched. So okay, back up a little bit. So it was um, born. And the idea was born out of my fashion brand because my fashion brand has always been about helping women dress like women yeah, and helping women take that, that inner femininity and transfer it to their outside, you know, appearance. And what I found was that so many women were so uncomfortable doing this. And so it was almost exactly a year ago. I was at my cutting table, cutting out fabric. And I was like, man, how am I going to get women to really connect with their femininity. And I was like, I might actually have to like teach or lead them to be like to define on the inside what that means before they'll dress like it on the outside. So I was like, how am I going to do that? So I was like, I know I'll start a 31 day blog series on my birthday. So I was turning 31. I will start it on my birthday. So the, the first inspirational woman interview was launched on my birthday last year so it's a little weird I realized a few weeks ago that I and the inspirational woman project kind of share a birthday (laughs) yeah but it is that is crazy how things like that happen right yeah but did you do so you said 31 day were they it wasn't was it consecutive days or did you actually really yeah I did one 31 days with Um, how much planning did that take or did you just wing it well, I mean, I got the idea. I mean, so my birthday's on the 13th, and I think I got the idea for it on, like, the 5th yeah. or, like, somewhere in there. And so I had, like, a week to pull together. So I got, like, I got a stockpile of them, and then they would, like, kind of trickle in, or I'd have to, like, harass people to get more of the interviews into me because the first series I did all via email. Yeah. Um, and then – so it was a week after my birthday – it was May 20th. I went to the California Women's Conference. And while I was there, my intuition was like on fire. And it kept like, this project needs to be more than just a blog series. It needs to be a book. It needs to be a movement. Like you, like this could change the world. And so I was like, okay, okay, fine, whatever. Like, I don't have time for it right now. But, you know, I'll put it in my storehouse. And when I, when I have time, I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> And the next day, I woke up to an email from my employer, because I had a day job, that said, hey, we just want to let you know, since you're only a part-time employee, um, we're going to be cutting your pay in half. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I don't want to work for you guys at the rate I'm currently getting paid, much less half of that. Yeah. And so then I was like, all right. So the first thing I did after I got that email, well, I cried on the phone to a girlfriend for a little bit, but the second thing I did was I emailed Ariana Huffington because I had just seen her speak. Yeah. And I said, thank you for your speech. Here's everything I took from it. Here's where I'm going with it. I'm starting this project. Thank you. And she emailed me back five hours later and said, would you like to start blogging on the Huffington Post? Oh, man. <laughs> well, that works. That, yeah. When that door opened, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I actually stumbled on something that, like, has legs. Yeah, she's and incredible so then, too. Yeah, and so then from there it was just like doing the uh, you know the 99 interviews, launching the Kickstarter, getting everything formatted, sending it to the the printer and, you know, it's really kind of all come together. Yo, 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 yo. I'm back. 
I want you to know that you can get a free audio book. If you go to artsynow.com forward slash book, you can get your free Amazon Audible trial. Amazon Audible is the sponsor to this podcast. I can't get any other sponsors, so they are the sponsor. But you can get a free book out of it. If you go to Amazon, if you go to artsynow.com forward slash book, get your free audio book today. The book I'm reading right now is called Food of the Gods. It's going to make you want to eat some mushrooms. Artsynow.com forward slash book. Your only choice to be a champion. What was it like? I mean, when you were going through those interviews, how did that how did that mold you into a new person? Because I'm sure that from talking through 99 of these interviews, you actually took a lot of this information in and adapted it to what you were doing. Do you even yeah. remember anything in particular like that just really opened your eyes? Kind of all of it did. So, I mean, I went from, you know, being defined. So I had all these different boxes in my life. You know, I had my day job box that I would get in when I had to do my day job. And I had my fashion designer box that I would get in when I had to be a fashion designer and all these things. And all of a sudden with like one swift email, all of my like definitions of what life looked like complete, like my, I was like standing in the middle of this blank canvas being like, what the hell do I do now? And so I basically like those interviews every day that I had scheduled in my calendar, like kept me getting up and out of bed every day. So just like having the interviews scheduled and in my life in general, I say like absolutely like changed my life and kind of like saved me from potentially going into like a really dark place. Yeah. I think that was the same thing with me. So when I, when I started this show, I had a problem with just, I mean, really hiding from myself. I had a lot of potential, but I wasn't happy with anything in my life. You know, I was going to work for things that I hated and mm-hmm. I was drinking like a way more than a healthy amount, like just far, far more. And I had been through so many different like ups and downs as, Oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then I would always just kind of like wait. And then, but as soon as I asked the first person to come on the show and to do the podcast, like as soon as I got that first person scheduled, I was like, well, I guess I have to do it now. Right. Like I can't, yeah. I can't stress to people enough. And then, and then from there, obviously it's been just like a, a unbelievable ride, but I can't stress how much it just pays off to just do it. Like to just schedule yeah. something in and force yourself to do it. Cause then you can't go back. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. cancel. Yeah. Like, and I, that's what I tell people too. They're like, well, you know, how do you silence that little voice? And I'm like, well, a don't silence it and B like, just do it anyways. Like I was having some doubts a few weeks ago and I asked my coach, I said, how do you move through these? Like, how do you get past these doubts? And she said, you listen to them, you thank them and you turn around and do it anyways. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) My doubts, I'm always like, and it's a learning process to do that, right? Oh, It takes a lot of building and personal strength and development. And so much support. Yeah. Oh, crazy amounts. But I've got, I've actually, for me, it's worked where if I get like a really big doubt, then I take that as like a serious challenge. Like, okay, well, this is going to be a fun game to play because I'm going to do exactly what you're telling me not to do. (laughs) Like, yeah, I think you have to go. I mean, I do think the obstacle can definitely be the way a lot of the times. Yeah which is pretty yeah. cool. 
So when you were doing these interviews and you were interviewing all these amazing people, uh, why did you, or when, I guess, did you decide that you were going to do a Kickstarter for it? And I know that was pretty successful. You got funded, right? Yep. So did I, uh, you have like a huge following of women? I mean, I don't know if it was when you started doing articles on Huffington Post or what that trans did you did you put any of these interview stuff on Huffington Post? Some of it. I think I did one article that was like 12 tips from inspirational women and I used quotes from, you know, yeah. 12 of the women or whatever, but um no, I didn't really publicize it on Huffington Post. One thing that has kind of always been with me is that I'm um I build networks very easily and very I build very solid networks because yeah. you know, I believe it's not just about who you know, but it's about really like actually knowing that person. So, you know, when I run into someone I know, it's not just like, oh, hey, how are you? It's like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, I can name like all their pets by name. And I like it's really like developing relationships and bonds with people so that when things like this come along, they, of course, want to support you because you've supported them for so long in so many ways. So I've always had a really great network. I mean, I think it was just something that my mom kind of instilled in me that um, that has really taken me far because when I send out an email, I mean, people look at like my email open rates and they're like, how do you get so many people to read your emails? And I'm like, I don't know. Like people trust me and, and want, I don't like, I don't know. People like me. I <laughs> you're, so you're like 100% you though, right? You're not, you don't have Pretty any ghostwriters sitting there. You have a personality behind it. So when they get used yeah. to your style of writing, they look forward to it because it's like, I mean, it is a huge thing with trust. Like I have a pretty, I don't know what is considered like super high, but for me, like I, mine's at like 42%, which is a pretty good rate compared That's to what I've high. had in the past. Uh, yeah. Usually it's around like 18 or 19, like average, I think. Uh, to get people yeah. to open their emails. And my list isn't as big. It's smaller, but I, I do think it's better to have a smaller list with more engagement than than a gigantic one. Exactly. That's kind of what I've always said too. Like I have never bought followers. I've never, you know, done any of the like spam stuff to get followed. Like none of yeah. that. Because for me, like I would rather keep my engagement high and have people that like actually care. Yeah. As opposed to just having like a big list. Because for me, like numbers don't matter. I mean, I've, you know, I'm building a following, but for the most part, they're interested in who I am and what I have to say and how I want to change the world. But um, kind of going back to your other question. So when I got the idea for the book and the movement and all that stuff, like the Kickstarter was just part of the idea. It was almost, you know, people talk about getting downloads yeah. and it was almost like the universe just kind of like downloaded all this stuff into my head. And I still have the original page in my journal where it was like the logo came to me and the give levels came to me and the structure of like, I mean, like everything just it like in a flash just happened in my head. And I just scribbled it all down on a piece of paper. So, <laughs> so that I feel like it's so funny to talk to somebody like you because you don't get to do that a lot. And I do network with amazing people all over the world doing amazing things, but I know exactly what you're talking about there. <laughs> you saw yeah. my whiteboards and pieces of paper and things that I have, it's like, it literally does happen like a flash. You know, the mu the muse comes in and just drops loads on you and you've got to run with it. Yep. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I try and stay really open to stuff like that. And I mean, too, like I said earlier, like listening to my intuition has become like a big source for me of, you know, I mean, 
it's really what kind of keeps me on track and walk through when they come up. Um, you cut out there for a second. You said on track. Oh, sorry. So my intuition basically like keeps me on track and keeps me knowing like which doors um, should like that I should walk through. Like, you know, I have a ton of open doors in front of me, which one should I actually pursue? So for me, like, you know, being open to the universe and talking to my intuition and stuff like that is like a daily thing for me because it's really what keeps me um, moving forward and expanding and growing in a really positive and, and successful way. Yeah, I think mindfulness and and really paying attention to that side of life has been what has literally changed and sustained my lifestyle for sure. I do the exact same thing. And when you actually surrender to that, I mean, that infinite intelligence, it's crazy because these ideas, they come from somewhere, right? It's not like they were just in your head already. They pop in from somewhere. And yeah. it's, it's like it's super magical. So are there any things that you were just talking about what you do kind of on a daily basis? Are there... Are there any other habits that you make sure to do every single day that keep you in that mode? Yes. So at 7.30 every single morning, Pacific Standard Time, my phone rings. (laughs) And it's actually the girl that just quit her job and another girlfriend. And we talk seven days a week at 7.30 a.m. And we, we visualize. So we basically like live our lives from the future. That is awesome. Together. Because it's one thing to visualize, it's another thing to um, say your visualizations, and it's another completely different thing to have people witness them with you and live in the future with you. Um, And so we kind of, you know, we do that together for one another and for ourselves to really, like, keep good things coming into our lives and really be clear about what, what we want and where we're going and all that stuff. So if you, if you convince your subconscious of something enough it will actually start to believe it. And when you're visualizing these things, that's pretty brilliant. I haven't talked, like I'm actually creating a five-step audio series right now on how to prioritize your life and dominate your your vision. Sorry, I was like dying there. And (laughs) so I've created this huge vision process for myself that I actually walk people through. But so when you call, when you call your friends, which is, is awesome because it's not only, not only going through your vision, you're actually being accountable with each other. And that yes. takes it to a whole nother level as well. So do you, do you talk like you're in the future? Like, hey, what are you doing today? And you you actually speak present tense about your vision or how does it work? Yep. Yep. That's so awesome. <laughs> actually, well, I guess actually we speak past tense about it. So what we do is we when we call each other up, one of us will start and say, oh, so I hear you had a really big week last week. Tell me all about it. <laughs> And so then, then I guess we, we do speak it in the past tense because, you know, but yeah. Yeah. So you speak so it in the past tense, but your vision is in the present tense. Yeah. We're living like the, that it's already happened. Yeah. So, oh, that's so it's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. Have- I can't credit for that one, but the woman that, that gifted us with that practice is brilliant. What's her so, name? Amanda Loveland. She is my business coach right now. Awesome. Shout out to yeah. you, Coach. Right? Thanks, Amanda. Love you. <laughs> I feel like I have to. I have to give a shout out to mine as well. Or she's going to get jelly. <laughs> oh, Who's your coach? Jacqueline Duplessis. She's Ooh. awesome too. Super, super good with the vision stuff. I owe nice. a lot to her. To her for me being where I am right now. So yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, I love yeah, hearing just- about the vision stuff. 
Yeah, it's really fun. And it's like this total mindset shift about like how we live. Because like, you know, for the most part as human beings, we're like, we see the things we want like out in this future place and that they're like really far away. But the the thing is, you know, I someone said to me once, like, how do you get to be a happier person? Like, how do you how do you do that? And I yeah. said, I don't know. How do you get to be a happier person? And he said, you have to first start by being happy. And I was like, so true. Oh, so if I want to be, you know, this, if I have this vision of who I want to be, I don't, I don't just, you don't go to it. You just are it. Yeah. And then it happens. <laughs> it's like it's you get what it's get, you get what you ask for, right? Yeah. But if you consistently see it as outside of you or far away from you or that you have to like do something before you can have it, like, of course, you're not like, of course, it's not going to be in your life because you're not envisioning it as a part of who you currently are. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this whole like mind blown, like total. Yeah. It's been an interesting year for me. (laughs) (laughs) Why do these acts so I literally wake up. Okay. I get up really early. I do a morning routine. I'm a big fan of Hal Elrod's The Miracle Morning. <gasps> I love Hal. Yeah. I had Hal on the show a long time ago. He's, he's amazing. I just had him on last week. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I met him in January. He and I went to the Archangel Academy together and I met him. He's incredible. Uh, he is. He's amazing. Well, his, I mean, his routine is like the principle of, so he yeah. was connected to me through Amber Ludwig and Hal. She's from No No Guts, No Glory Enterprises. She's incredible, too. And Hal's book literally changed my morning to where, I mean, I used to be like, oh, I wish I could get up early and do all these amazing things. I wish I could have time to play the guitar. I wish I could read a book every three months or something like that. And it's, it's insane how putting his routine in place and then literally using the vision thing, you know, he does visualization stuff, but I've really taken that to a whole new level with my system. Like, I've got a color coded vision board with note cards I carry around and like vision boards on my cell phone background, my desktop background, like the list is everywhere and it's all present tense and I go over it daily and yeah, he's, he's incredible. Like I just, like it's, it's insanely magical how that can happen because like now I play the guitar 15 to 20 minutes a day and I'm amazing. Like compared to what I ever was my whole life. I've learned, I've progressed more since I started doing it every morning than ever. I've read like over 40 books this year already. I'm going for one per week, but I'm way ahead of schedule. Like it's crazy. Like the amount of stuff you can accomplish if you just envision it and do it, it actually becomes real life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like I, my vision board this year was like, I couldn't like, I'll usually do like maybe like a, I don't know, 24 inch by 18 inch vision board or something. This year at my vision board, I laid out like the Feng Shui Bagua. Yeah. So there are nine 12 by 12 sheets of paper (laughs) and each one represents a different area of my life based on, you know, how the Feng Shui layout is. And, and then there's different elements for each one. So some of the papers are like wood grained because there's like a wood element in that sec. It's like, I did the most ridiculous vision board this year and it's bringing the fashion back into it. Yeah. Well, and just, I'm like, all right, this has got to, like, this is the year that I'm like not messing around anymore. This is the year. And I, if I have to do whatever I have to do to make this my year, I'm going to do it. And so (laughs) 
Yeah, I do my vision board in December of each year. And then I consistently update it throughout the year as well. But when I did it in December, it was like my entire uh, kitchen floor was covered in like <laughs> I was mapping everything out. It was crazy, but it's so, you so have good. 12, 12 by 12s? Nine 12 by 12s. Yeah, that's awesome. I just have like a giant, I think mine's like a 36 by 36, but or a 48 by 36 or something. But it's it's the biggest. I mean, I went all out myself too. And literally, I, I think it's sort of the same way. It's broken down into about nine main goals. And then they're broken down into sub lists of things I can do yep. to move towards those goals. And then I have them color coded based on like if they're the highest priority, you know, how much money is earned. And then if some money is earned, but it's not a high priority. And then if it grows my audience or if it grows my network, things like that. And then I have a note card for each day of the week that has the colors on it for that day. And I take those colors and I look at the board and then I write down what, what are the next steps to get to those colors for the day. So like I've really put a lot of structure into it, but it works so well for me. Is yours all written your vision board? Oh, it's no, there's a lot of pictures. So like I actually make, so I've got business cards that are for my future businesses, right? With my name and like they're designed. I've actually got them printed out and up there. I've got pictures of my future house, where it's at, you know, just like the mountains. I've got pictures of me like Photoshopped in front of crowds speaking. I've got a picture. I mean, it's like crazy. Like I've got a picture. I got book covers with me on it, like my future book covers. So I literally make these things and I put like, if it's something that I want materially, like I'm very minimal, Right. I'm a huge fan of not having a lot of belongings, but like I want to get a new bicycle. So I have a bicycle up there and I have my bicycle written across it. Things like that. Because in every day I look at it and I say, that's my bike. And eventually one day I'm going to look up there and say, hey, that really is my bike, you know, (laughs) because I convince myself that it is. When people talk to me, I'll catch myself like, yeah, I've got that bike. And then they're like, really? Like, do you ride it? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't really have it yet, but I do have it in a way. I do. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome yeah and it's so interesting to me too because like I'll, I'll you know pictures will catch my attention I put so I applied to speak at this big conference in May and I was all excited so I found this picture of this room with all of these tables in it like a big conference room full of tables and I was like oh I'm gonna put this on the board because I want to get accepted to speak at this conference yeah. well as it turns out the conference isn't happening this year um, but my business partner and I sat down this week, last week, and have decided that we are just hosting our own conference. (laughs) And so like I put that up there and it was so funny. I realized the other day I was like, oh, that's like not actually what I thought it was going to be, but it still is totally like within my vision and I'm (laughs) I'm making it happen. That's see like, so the resistance gremlins tried to get you and you completely just defied them and you're like, oh, well, this isn't happening. That's a bummer. Most people would say, oh, well, I guess that's just not going to happen. You were like, okay, we'll make our own conference. Like, right. It's, that's how you have to do it. Yeah. And I it's fun. It. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I am at this state right now. It's so interesting that I'm totally just like trying to flow and just kind of whatever comes up and you know, tapping into my intuition about whether or not it's a good idea. And then just like, I, yeah, like moving on, like not having emotional attachments. And I, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a kind of a cool place to be. <laughs> it's the happiest place, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, so for instance, uh, two, three weekends ago, 
with this mind state, I just want to show people how powerful it is. Our washer shorted out when we were upstairs and we were, we have this room designated to like meditation and things like that. There's nothing in it, but you know, big Persian rug and incense and things like that instruments. And we were in there for a long time. Like, I don't know, Lindsay was doing yoga and stuff and who who knows what was going on in there, but it was quite a while and she had started the washer beforehand and she went downstairs to check it, I guess. And the thing had shorted out and it was just running and it, and it overflowed and we had a rug that apparently was over the drain on the floor and it clogged the floor drain. So like our basement was just in our basement's finished. That's where our bedroom and stuff is. Oh wow. It was flooded like three inches all the way through the water. <laughs> like it had to have been running for a while. And so I'm sitting there like, Right before it happened, I was like, okay, I've got a little bit of writer's block. I just couldn't think of something to write about. Well, you better believe as soon as we got that mess cleaned up, like I wrote a post about how awesome it was that my basement flooded because we got it cleaned up and like I was able to get rid of all this shit down there that I didn't need, you know, like stuff that needed to go anyways. We got rid of a section of the couch. We got to clean the floor out of it. Like there was all these good things that can come from all these just things that people would think are completely terrible. And it's all about your mindset. Yes. I had a very similar experience um, in March. I um, I totaled my car in March. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm glad that you're and, okay. Uh, yeah, I walked away with not a scratch, not a bruise, not a sore muscle, nothing. And I think part of it was that I didn't hold on to the trauma of it. Yeah. I, the first phone call I made was to my coach. Because it was literally the day after I committed to my coaching program. So I commit to this coaching program and then the car accident happens. And the first thought I have is, oh my God, I have to cancel. I can't do this. I cannot take this huge leap. I need to, you know, and I call my coach and she says, this is good. This is really good. And she's like, you just have to believe that there is a silver lining here. Just because you cannot see it right now doesn't mean it's not there. And she got me out of where I was and I went home. I cried for an hour. I made myself a frozen pizza and I took a nap and I woke up, got an Uber to my office and the guy was like, how, how are you today? And I was like, I'm great. And then I was like, I was in a car accident this morning. And he's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, you're great. And I was like, yeah, I totaled my car this morning. And he's like, how are you great? And I was like, you know. I just feel really supported right now. My girlfriend sent me flowers, tons of people called to check in on me, all this stuff. And so I got in the car accident like eight o'clock Thursday morning. By three o'clock Thursday afternoon, I had a brand new Lexus. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it was like this. And, and oddly enough, I had put a new car on my vision board in December. <laughs> Isn't it funny how those things work out? Right. And I went luxury car shopping in February just for fun. Right. And then all of a sudden, like it was all lining up. Yeah. Five weeks later, look at that. I have Alexis. The gods were lining up for you. Yeah. So so, like and it was seriously one of the best experiences. It was just like, you know, I was able to see how much support and love I had in my life, how blessed and like lucky I was to have my body and, you know, my health. And I had Uber drivers driving me around for two days which was great. I'm like, oh, this is like me practicing for when I have a chauffeur. <laughs> yeah. That's that's just another precursor to your vision board, right? 
Yeah, it was like I just had so much fun with it, and people were seriously like, "What is wrong with you?" How awesome! I, yeah. I just love hearing that because I mean, just think about if you would have just let the trauma affect you, freaked out, quit what you were doing, you know, went into a depression. There's it can go the complete opposite direction too. Yeah. Like there's just as many negative energies out there as there are positive. And it just is all controlled by what you want it to be with your mind. It doesn't matter how bad things can get. I mean, how is a perfect example, right? I mean, yeah. the guy was dead for six minutes and he, he woke up and was told he was never going to walk again. Because of his mindset, that's the reason he is doing the, he's doing everything that he's doing today is yeah. specifically because of that. Yep. Yeehaw! What you little pickings out there doing? You want to get yourself a nice little read? You want to sit back, relax on the bale of hay, and read yourself a little story? You better check out artsynow.com forward slash book. Now you can get yourselves one of them little books. Make yourself smarter. You can go out in the world and help other people learn. Teach them something. Teach them something good. Check out artsynow.com forward slash book. You can help support this product. You can help support this podcast, and you can get yourself a free little audiobook. What could be better than that? Absolutely. I actually, uh, my mom messaged me today, and and I uh, reminded her of Hal's five-minute rule. Yeah. I was like, you can be angry for five minutes, and then it's you so have It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I still have, like, I've got a, I had another guest on, Kristen Keene, who was amazing. She she runs Rethreaded. So she went to India for a while and literally started a nonprofit where they were, uh, well, I don't know if it was a nonprofit. I don't know how they organized things, but they were taking victims of the sex trade out there. And then they were teaching them how to make arts and crafts and selling them to support them and giving them jobs and opportunities. Uh, and now she's back in the States doing the same thing with sex trade victims because it's a huge problem here too. It's not just, oh, India. Yeah. I mean, it's huge yeah. here. There's a ring. It's crazy. And, ex-women of abuse and things like that. And she, um, oh man, what was I going to, I was going to connect her with Hal somehow. I don't even remember where I was going with that. <laughs> pop my head here in a minute. Hopefully. Happens to me all the time. Probably <laughs> more often than I would like to admit. <laughs> well, anyways, she's amazing. I can at least leave it at that. So nice. is Hal. <laughs> they both, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I'll have to look her up and see, uh, See where she's based out of and what she's doing. I think she's down in Florida. Actually, maybe she'd be a good addition to my volume too, huh? She would be. She's incredible. I can introduce you to her if you want. That would be awesome. But, oh, man, that's going to really bother me. See, I <laughs> just want everybody out there to know, you know this isn't scripted. There's no structure here. But <laughs> whatever it was, if I come up with it, I will post it in the show notes so you can have yeah. it. But I was going to ask you, can you get me – your episode or whenever you talk to Hal. Yeah. Cause I'd like to post that in the notes too, because I love people listening to his message. Cause it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, like the, the podcast I did with him, I think was a little bit different than what he normally does. Like we talked about the, the miracle morning and that kind of stuff, but a lot of it was like, it's funny because I had a lot of resistance to getting started with it. Like yeah. I read it six weeks ago and really just started like after interviewing him last week. Yeah, I read through it. I had to read it twice. You really, when you really start putting it into place, there. I still have not successfully gone an entire thirty days, like because there's always like one out of twelve or thirteen, fourteen days, whatever it may be. 
I get like a call from work or something and I have to, I have to leave first thing in the morning, but I will try to go back and get a meditation in, read a little bit, play the guitar or something to make up for it. It doesn't have to be first thing in the morning, but yeah. Right. And he said that on the podcast too, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, some of it too was just like, you know, I'm having a lot of resistance to starting this. Like, what do you recommend? Or like, what am I doing wrong? Or so it was really, it was good. We, it was a really great conversation. So yeah, so Kristen Keen, it was she makes these bracelets that you can buy that support rethreaded, and so I used her bracelet as house can't change it bracelet. That's what I was getting at. I know that's not that excited, but uh, I don't remember if I remember that part of the book. Yeah, so he's very much in like if you have something terrible happen to you, you can't change it. Right. So what's the point of of you know moping about it? Yes. So he said when he got hit by that car, you know, he couldn't change it. So it was like, well, I can, I have two choices. I can feel sorry for myself or I can visualize myself getting better and feel better. And that's what he chose to do. But yeah, yeah. he sells these can't change it bracelets um, Oh, that you can gotcha. get. They're like the rubber ones. I think that just say can't change it on there to remind you. But I was, I was actually using her rethreaded bracelet as mine. Cause yeah, but I had to get the black one cause I'm a manly man. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't wear those rubber bracelets because they totally just don't go with my like whole style vibe. I've never been able to wear them. I got given one once and I was like, oh, thanks. And I like put it on my desk at work. So I was like, I can't, I can't wear this. <laughs> yeah. Kristen's are like, she, she makes stuff out of old t-shirt, like t-shirts. And yeah. so it's, it can actually be a necklace or it's really long. It's like a huge, and you can fold it up into multiple, whatever you want to use it for a headband, necklace, whatever. When I'm cool. feeling extra hippie, uh, you do the headband thing. When I <laughs> when I'm feeling like a woman, I just put on the necklace, my high heels, and I'm good to go. That's usually on Thursdays, though. Yeah. Yeah. What's today? Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do a video Skype on Thursday. <laughs> you can meet with Heather. You can uh, tweet me tweet me pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right hey, over here in Kentucky, they'd probably just slaughter me immediately if they saw that. Oh, yeah. Did you watch? I haven't watched it yet. Did you watch the Bruce Jenner special? I didn't watch it. I saw some clips that were online, just bits and pieces of it. I mean, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I've never, I would have never seen that coming, but like nothing surprises me and nor do I have any negative feelings towards the situation at all. So, right. I'm glad it's good for him. For coming out oh, exactly. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I don't have a TV, so I have to wait for it to come out on the internet. And apparently, <laughs> I apparently love that. So why don't you have a TV? Um, you know, I six years ago I broke up with my boyfriend, and we uh, he had a TV. Heart? I think so. <laughs> Although we before I moved away from Washington, before I moved to LA, he and I have sat down and had dinner, and like kind of had like a really grown up conversation about it. And it was actually really good. I mean, I it was That's got good. some closure, but, uh, it, that was like f- four years later. Um, but, uh, no, when we, so when I, we broke up, like he had the TV and I had the couch and like, I think he had the mattress and I had the bread frame or so. I mean, it was like, it was all very, you know, weird. <laughs> and so when I moved into my house, I just, I literally didn't have space for a television. Like I didn't have anywhere to put one. So I never got one. And then same, like now in my apartment here in LA, I don't really have space for one and I wouldn't get cable service anyways. And so if I want to watch something, I just do it on my laptop. Yeah. So we, we like, I, I, 
I grew up in families that had just like massive amounts of TVs and I don't know yes. why, but as I've gone through my transition to being way more minimal and getting rid of all these things in my house that I don't need, like, which has been a huge process. Like I literally did, you know, who the minimalists are, I, I literally did one of their games where you can go every single day for, they say 30 days, but I went to 50, uh, every day you get rid of whatever number day that is that amount of things. So like the first day you get rid of one thing, the second day you get rid of two more things, the third day you get rid of three things that if you can make it to 50 days of that, you know how much junk you have to have in your house. And I still look around and I'm like, gosh, like, and and then it gets to a point where it really starts to bother you that you have more stuff and where you go to like your parents' house and you see garages full of like 15,000 boxes of junk. It's like, what in the hell do you need all this here for? It ties you down. It's distracting. But yeah, we've been getting, like we got rid of cable probably over a year ago now. And it's the best thing I've ever done. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, I haven't had it in a long time. In fact, even when my uh, when I was still living with my ex, uh, we got rid of it because we, I realized like I was watching all those terrible like VH1 shows. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, the real world, just like all oh, those. Those are the worst of the worst. They're so bad. And I like, I was feeling really good about myself because I was like, oh, yeah, that's, what they, that's why people watch them, I think. Yeah. But like, I'm like, this is a really pathetic existence. Like, I have gifts and I have talents and like, I should be out there like practicing them and not like making myself feel good off of other people being idiots. <laughs> like, I just. So he and I got rid of cable actually like I think it was like a year before. So I actually haven't had cable in like seven years, I yeah, think. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Except when I go to hotels and then it's like Christmas. <laughs> I know, so it's like what's the hit you try to find the history channel and then seven years later it's just reality TV. You're like, damn it. Yeah. Like, yeah, nothing this? nothing good on TV much anymore. You have to go to History Channel three just to get some history. <laughs> It's crazy. It's like, oh, this this TV station's popular. Let's flood it with reality TV. Ugh. Like pawn shop shows or whatever the hell they put on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I'm very much into eliminating distractions, so I don't even go that route anymore. But yeah, that's. I even kind of got like, I don't even have a Netflix login right now either because I'm like, you know, I would rather like read or yeah. cook or, you know, sit on my rooftop with a glass of wine or like, you know, I just, so yeah, I've kind of, I watch Hulu periodically. Um, there's a few shows that I still watch, but for the most part, I, yeah, I just don't want it in my life. Yeah. I, I think like, and I've talked about this a lot, but if you can get rid of these things, uh, and even with your cell phone, you know, like I had to go through and turn off all my notifications and delete all these social media apps so that I, I can't be distracted because the amount of time that is spent there is just insane. And it goes with TV. Everything around you at some point can be a distraction to you, whether you think of it or not, it happens. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a statue by your couch or something that you have to dust. But when you when you go to dust that thing, that's a distraction, right? It's taking yeah time away from you but then there's those things like television i think the average person watches three hours of tv a day oh my god do you know how much you get done in three hours so like every (laughs) that that is so much time to get things done like if you gave me three more hours a day i don't even know what would happen (laughs) like it would just be insane i feel guilty after watching like a 25 minute sitcom like while i'm cooking dinner I, you know, you should feel guilty. I write, <laughs> right? Shame on me. Shame on me. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> there are certain shows that I still like just think are so clever and so hilarious and they just make me laugh and you know it's always but, sunny in Philadelphia you know I never no, I think no neither of those I watch New Girl and I watch Modern <laughs> Family oh yeah okay I got you Modern and, Family. I've never uh, seen New Girl Undateable which is this new one that is freaking hilarious um <laughs> And oh, the Mindy Project. Yeah. Yeah, Just, no idea. They're all kind of like newish, funny. I don't know. They're all you sitcoms. Mean, you and all your TV. It's just, it's just right? overwhelming here. Some days, though, I mean, you can't visualize and meditate and read and be a business person and like all these things. I'm like, I just need to shut my brain off. That's I just like I'm about to explode. Yeah. To be honest, right before our call, I had one of those that kind of a moment where I didn't get to do my miracle morning this morning. And I literally was driving for eight hours for work. I went to like 10 or seven different cities in Kentucky, got back home, had to go to class. Cause I go to iOS school. And while I was there, got notifications that all this work for my VA wasn't done. So then I spent, um, not you merge. Don't, don't, don't beat me merge. It's not you. You're amazing. Uh, <laughs> all this work that wasn't done. And I had to get on top of it. And so I didn't get to spend any of the time doing the iOS class. By the time I got home, I'd been looking at a computer and for you know three hours and then driving yeah. the rest of the day. My head felt like a hot air balloon. Like I was oh. just like lifting up in the air. So, But I'm telling you, a five-minute meditation and then about 10 minutes on the guitar, super refreshed, ready to have this excellent conversation with the one and only Bree. See, like, <laughs> amazing. It has been a really good conversation too. Yeah. Natural friends. Yeah, I like that you don't prepare questions. I think it's kind of cool. I do have one prepared question that I have to ask you. Oh, go. Okay, do it. <laughs> Just because you challenged me. <laughs> Bree, if you had to battle Godzilla. Oh, my God. How do you think you would use your creativity or your talents to defeat that big, crazy bastard? Damn. I'm sitting here thinking, wait, is Godzilla the one that climbed the tower to save the blonde chick? Because I could use my feminine charm, but that's that's King Kong. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't, think, I don't think he's like a giant lizard. I don't think he can. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm here. I'd wear a pair of stilettos and just like stomp on his toe. <laughs> just like stomp the shit out of him and, you know. Well, he, he might, he might I, fall. I don't know. He might. I'm I'm pretty fierce in a pair of stilettos. It might intrigue him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, turn, there you go. Usually stilettos then, turn heads. And then I'll use my feminine charm. <laughs> or seduction something. seduction is is powerful. <laughs> it could be a dangerous I, game. I really only use it as a last resort, but if I were in a situation with Godzilla, I think it might be my only resort. Like I am not a physical, like I, I have nothing <laughs> there. Nothing. You know, you know what? I just now remember this thing about it. You know, I think what Hal said when he was on here, I think he said that he was going to run and crawl up in a ball and like cry and hide because he's not <laughs> in any way capable of fighting Godzilla. <laughs> oh, okay. If Hal listens to this, I am going to call bullshit on that right now. He has ran 52 consecutive miles. I know. That's crazy. After he recovered from, you know, being, being dead three times dead for six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Hal, I called bullshit on that. <laughs> I, on the other hand, would probably run and curl up into a ball and cry because that's all I got, well, you got in my stilettos. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, cool, Bree. Is it where can our listeners find you or get in contact with you? Uh, my website is com. That's B R I S E E L E Y.com. On Twitter, at Bree Seely. On Instagram, at I am Bree Seely. And on Facebook, backslash Bree.Seely. Jeez. I try and make it all really easy. Use my name. All that. <laughs> well, I have to say it for my podcast, so I've gotten really used to. Uh, oh, I gotcha. You know. Did you did you put send me so you're gonna send me the link to your podcast and you put in the show notes? Yes. Or I can get my VA to find it. Yes. That's you, merge. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, cool. All right, awesome. Well, I'm pumped that you were able to come on. This has been a lot of fun. I'm sorry yeah. that we're out of time already. I think we need to connect again and do it Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Anytime. Maybe um I'm taking a hiatus for a little bit this summer, but maybe I should have you on my podcast. Yeah. For fist That'd pumping. Be super fun. Yeah. Can I do one of my introductions? Yes. Would you you can introduce the podcast because it's way better than what I do. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'd be so happy Mine's to do it. Super boring. No. You just gotta yeah. bring the creativity into it. That is true. It's usually like I'm usually just so excited and so passionate about the person that I just like want to blow through the whole introduction as quickly as I can so I can just like talk to them. <laughs> well, I was actually I'm a, twenty minutes. I'm a huge, yeah. So I've been like a bigger and bigger fan of these like 10 to 15 minute shows that are just like clip segments of amazing conversations. And what I've realized is talking to a lot of people, just engaging with them. You know, if you're listening to a podcast, there there seems to be this huge trend where people are starting to put all these like annoying, just like long pre-roll ads at the beginning of their show. And I'm like, I don't have ads on my show, but if I did... I feel like I would be smart enough to put them in like the middle of the show because yeah. when you listen to a podcast, you want to get to the content yep. and it's just like, I don't know why that trend started and I don't know. It's kind of mm. annoying. Interesting. Creators. Creators yeah. need to be stomped. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'll message you. Um, there were two people that I want you to connect me with and then we'll figure out a time for you to get on the podcast. Okay, cool. So Awesome. Cool. Well, everybody out there, do something crazy, do a little boogie woogie, do a little jive, go hug your neighbor, do some fist pumps, pogo stick across the United States naked if that's what you want to do, maybe <laughs> wearing your tube socks only. Uh, remember, committed eats impossible for breakfast. That's Honoré Quarter. We believe everything that we think about. If you continue to believe everything that you think about, you will become it. Bree will tell you that it's true. I will tell you that it's true. Break the rules, but first break the rulers. And Bree, thank you so much for being the Archipreneur now. Thank you. Always remember to keep it super, super funky. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Archipreneur now. For all the show notes, it's artsynow.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, email me at create at artsynow.com or on Twitter at HB underscore Armstrong. The music? Well, that's shaky feeling. Check them out. Ventura, California. Ta-ta! Keep it funky.